the biggest games. A perfect season complete. The Wanakee Warriors are your state champions in Division II. The most compelling stories. 50 years for Title IX. That's incredible. And this is the 50th anniversary. The area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. A very special edition of Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania live from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. We celebrate a pair of champions tonight as we close out the high school football season. How you doing, everybody? Hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday night. Alex Strofe with you, as always, alongside my partner in crime, my right-hand man, the man, the myth, the legend, the great Dennis Semrau with me. Dennis! The football season's already over. It blew right by, 14 weeks, and uh, we've had a couple weeks now to things kind of settle in. A uh, couple of crazy weeks on 1440 Monroe Street. Yeah. The football coach coming in, and uh, wow, and one of our coaches, our guest tonight, uh, Toby Golombeski from Monroe, has got a player on the uh, roster, J.T. Seagreaves. was sure an does. all-state player last year from Monroe, was a freshman tight end for the Badgers this year, and and uh, Coach uh, Andrew Selgrad from uh, uh, Columbus, maybe a future Badger in uh, Brunel. Well, not, let's not forget about another guy he coached currently on the Badgers and Braylon Allen. Well, that's true time from up, Fond du Lac. up there. Yep. Um, question: What's going to happen with the portal? What's going to happen with recruits? Oh, I'm sure we'll it's get into all a, that. It's going to be a fun couple of weeks here. Yeah, There's no a kidding. lot of stuff to to do and you were part of the press conference yesterday i was i'm sure we'll get into that a bit later dennis but but uh our first hour tonight we're with you till eight o'clock tonight live from ruth's chris steakhouse in middleton we will be celebrating the two area state champions as dennis mentioned coach toby golembeski will join us later from the monroe cheesemakers they are the division three state champions a 35 to 14 win over west salem in the division three state championship game a perfect 14 and 0 season and undefeated rock valley conference champions our other guest tonight will be the WFCA and Packers Coach of the Year, Andrew Selgrad from Columbus, also 14-0, and undefeated champions of the Capital Conference. They were the underdogs. Ooh, but they pulled it out in the Division Four State Championship over Catholic Memorial did the Columbus Cardinals. So excited to chat with those guys throughout the rest of this hour. Uh, also in the second hour, in the 7 o'clock hour, Bill Kegler, who's the coordinator of the 608 Basketball Tournament, the second annual, coming to Madison College in just a few weeks, December 16th and 17th, will join us about 7.30 tonight. So a, a spotlight on high school sports as we celebrate the champions and celebrate the second annual 608 basketball tournament but Dennis we haven't had a chance to talk about these seven state championship games that took place a couple weeks back yet at Camp Randall Stadium you were there for all seven of them Uh, but obviously uh, the two area champions in Division 3 Monroe and Division 4 Columbus uh, wonderful success and uh, obviously always great to celebrate when we have some local champions yeah I was there the last time both teams there back in the 90s 1994 right yeah it was early in my uh, career with the uh, Capital Times and um a lot of, you know, we were talking to Toby earlier about the Monroe connections and coaches and players, and uh, three of the former players said sons were on this uh, particular Monroe team. And watching the teams play, I mean, you have to do two things in Wisconsin. You have to be able to run the football, and you have to be able to stop the run. 
And Monroe, nobody ran the ball better than Monroe this year. They entered the state title game with almost 5,200 yards rushing. Yeah. And then just had a great day on, against West Salem. Uh, the uh, friend of mine over in lacrosse was saying that West Salem against on Alaska, they gave up maybe 10 yards after contact. Monroe's guys were getting that almost every play. Right. They were running through guys. And then Isaac Bunker, who was one of our uh, UW Credit Union student athletes of the week, and that's our profile for this week, he uh, pancake block after pancake block. I, I saw it on video, but I was watching him through my uh, through the because I was part of the stats crew and I had kind of I was trying to focus on him a little bit and he was like a man among boys out there it was incredible it's amazing and you mentioned it I've, I wrote down some stats to bring with me tonight you look at Alex Hernandez 16 rushing touchdowns for Monroe you look at Keaton Sweeney 24 rushing touchdowns for Monroe you look at Caden Cooster 16 touchdowns rushing for Monroe and uh, not too far behind him Tucker Markham also 16 touchdowns yeah, rushing. And, and Markham entered the game, I think, with like the fourth the, in, on the team in yeah. rushing, whatever. He ended up with 170 yards. It was like balanced and, attack. And, man. and that was the thing during the season. One guy would go out, and then somebody else would step in and run for 100 or 200 yards. And it was just uh, phenomenal. But uh, they. Uh, they threw a pass early. <laughs> that one, and that was that was pretty cool because uh, I think it maybe uh, was said, "Oh, geez, they will throw the ball because they had at least I think four games where they not only didn't punt but didn't attempt a pass during the season. It was ground chuck, and when you get to a, a championship game, you better have something in your back pocket because if you get behind by a touchdown or two, that clock is winding. You're not going to be able to grind it out. But Monroe's able to grind it out from start to finish and uh, when I was talking to, to Coach Golombeski he said yeah that's one of the things the day goes by so fast and they run you in and run you out of there and you get some time in, in the uh, McLean Center ahead of time but uh, coming in it was uh, the weather was brutal though it right was, it was it was brutal in the press box I don't compared to last Saturday when the Badgers played I don't think they uh, either didn't pay the heating bill or didn't turn the heat <laughs> on for us because we were freezing but we weren't on the field where the, the kids in the in the fan are sitting in the stands and and it snowed almost the whole tournament. Well, I will say, Dennis, given what the University of Wisconsin just paid uh, Coach Fickle, I imagine they can afford the heating bill. You hope. <laughs> yeah, he would hope so. It, it was, but they haven't done anything with the press box in years. That's going to be one of the, I th- think, one of their next projects. Uh, one of the windows we were looking out. Uh, luckily for the high school, t- we, there are only three of us up there working versus the usual dozen for the Badgers. One of the windows we had have opened on Saturday because you can't see through it. It's so scratched and whatever. But uh, for the high school, thank God that was closed. But it was uh, it was phenomenal. It was the way football should be in you know in November in Wisconsin in the 20s, and you kind of grind it out. And all seven games were great, right up to a Kimberly rallying for a late one over McWanago in Division One. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prepmania, of course, brought to you by Zimbraconda for nearly 50 years. Zimbraconda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or visit their website, Zimbraconda.com, to check current inventory. Well, how about uh, probably the upset of the state tournament, Dennis? The Columbus Cardinals uh, beating Catholic Memorial in the Division Four state championship. A field goal in the fourth and final quarter. The only points scored in that fourth quarter by kicker Corbin Hines gives the Cardinals a 23-21 win over Catholic Memorial. How about that finish? 
Yeah, uh, my comment afterwards was uh, he should not have to buy a drink in Columbus the rest of his life <laughs> after that. And that'll be something he'll be talking about for his grandkids' stories. It'll, it'll be a 50-yard field goal by the time I, I, he gets to be uh, my age, I'm sure. Um, but it was uh, phenomenal. You look at Catholic Memorial, and uh, Travis at, uh, Wilson with, uh, with Sports has a lot of us around the state picking the winners. It was, you know... Everybody was like, oh, it's got to be Catholic Memorial. They could win in Division One." And the only people that literally in that stadium that believed they were going to do it was Coach Selgrad and his players. And from uh, somebody from the program was up in the press box and said his pregame speech was incredible. It's like you're a champion when you, you walk out on the field. You're a champion on first down. You're a champion all the way through, and you got to believe. And they believed. And there's something to be said for you know, it doesn't matter what your stats and everything are. you still got to play the game. And on that day, maybe nine times out of ten, maybe you know, does, does Catholic Memorial have a better team? I don't know. All that matters is on that one day, it was Columbus. They were the, they were the king, and that was the last game of the day. They got the fire truck. Uh, well, we'll talk to the coach about that, but the, the fire truck escort back into town. That's what's so cool about being in a small town. Oh, totally. You know, Sock Prairie does this for all their – they're bat- when they send their volleyball team to state, you know, and then when they come back, they get an escort. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a special and, time of the lives for these kids. And for both of these towns, Dennis, right? It's like last one out, turn the lights oh, off as we're definitely. up at Camp Randall. Yeah, you know, I covered my start of my career back when Monroe, early 90s, when they were winning their three-peat. And it was incredible that on a Friday night, I mean, <laughs> literally the whole town is right there, and that's where the atmosphere. And I think back... When these teams were good before this last run, I don't think I ever saw them lose at home. It was just, you know, Wanakee had that same thing. They had a streak for like 10 years and never lost a home game. And when uh, you get the whole crowd buying in and, and the excitement and the concessions, yeah. and you better, you better get your seat early. You better buy, you know, buy a season pass because it's, you know, it's going to be sold out. And that's what it should be for high school. It should be supporting your kids. What other games stood out to you from the state tournament? Obviously, uh, a lot of good ones uh, throughout um, the other five divisions. Well, I think the last one with uh, Kimberly, because uh, when Stang, the uh, running back from McGuanagall, got hurt, all of a sudden we're like, he hasn't played for a while. What's up? And we weren't really sure it was some kind of an injury early. So uh, it came down to uh, the papermakers winning their eighth state title. And I think the stat was in the last 20 years either – Either Wanakee or Kimberly was in the state finals, and Kimberly was there after beating Wanakee right. in level three. So, uh, you know, they were everything that was cracked up to be. The other was the Fisher uh, Five Aquinas winning their second straight. You know, you look at Mayville, and uh, they're an outstanding team. Blake uh, Schroffnagel, one of the gr- you know, great running backs in the state. And uh, Flottmeyer, the quarterback for Aquinas, though, came back and. You know, let, let Aquinas, uh, they lost their last regular season game, which cost them a conference title. So I'm sure that kind of irked them a little bit. But would you rather, what would you rather have, a conference title or a state title? I think a state title, Dennis. Yeah, I think so. So, But it was like the year the Badgers won, won the Rose Bowl. They lost to Minnesota. We lost the Axe that year. Well, okay. We, you know, we want I think I'd rather game. win a Rose we Bowl. We run the Rose Bowl. So I guess if you have to choose, that, that would be, be the one. So um, Aquinas just had a great great overall game. The other thing that stood out was the weather. that we had. It was like almost every game it seemed like we had snow. And 
And uh, I think by the end of it, we could barely see the lines upstairs trying to do stats. And we're like, but this is fun. These guys are playing. This will be something they'll be able to talk about. I still remember 1995 when Sun Prairie won it. And as reporters, we were throwing snowballs in the end zone just so we could (laughs) say we did it at Camp Randall. And so I I always mention that, that it's a game. You've got to have some fun. And for all the fans to turn out, uh, um, I think they probably had a run on hot chocolate and coffee, I'll tell you that, as cold as it was. So you've got to give a lot of credit to the, fams, the fans, the families, all the people that support that are sitting in those cold bleachers. But when you get a state championship and that, that gold ball, and that's the other thing for football, you're going to get a, a ball, is it going to be silver or gold, as long as you walk away with something. You know, it's, it's a good season, but as uh, Toby and Andrew will tell us, nothing beats being number one. And we'll chat with Toby Golombeski next from Monroe, a uh, Division Three state championship win over West Salem. But first, Stoughton Health provides comprehensive and compassionate care to the Stoughton community and the entire Madison area, from their sports rehab facilities in Stoughton and Oregon to their renowned ortho team with Dr. Ravel. Stoughton Health can help. Learn more at stoughtonhealth.com. Stoughton Health, creating excellence together. Toby Golombeski of the Monroe Cheesemakers. State champions in Division Three will join us next live from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. It is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania rolling out live from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. We are brought to you in part by our friends. At the GRB Academy, which is baseball for the serious player, GRB Academy offers training programs for players of all ages and skill levels. Find the program that fits your training goals and schedule this fall with position player programs, pitching programs, foot speed and fielding camps, power development camps, and all the in-betweens. Reach your potential at the 52,000-square-foot state-of-the-art indoor training facility. Visit grbacademy.com for more information. Alex Strofe alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Semrau. Excited to be joined live and in person now by a state champion. For the <laughs> first time since 1994, the Monroe Cheesemakers win the Division Three state championship, a 35-14 to win over West Salem. Toby Golombeski joins us now. Coach, uh, it's been a couple weeks. Congratulations, first off. Has it sunk in yet? I mean, that is unreal. No, every day something new comes up, you know, a detail about our banquet or, you know, <laughs> The guys are going to get rings, or you know, we 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 honor our state champions at Monroe with these huge black and white pictures of the team in our uh, like Commons lobby area, and we're getting ready to to get that picture taken. So every day, it's still like almost football is going on, and uh, it's always some something that we're doing to um, handle having won the state championship, and it's really it's really been fun. There are a lot of connections from this team to the last time that you were there. You want to talk about the coaches and the players with that whole thing. That yeah. whole dynamic was yeah, like. Yeah, so it was, it, was, it was really cool to go through it with these guys. Myself and uh, so I went to Heartland Arrowhead before they were winning champions. Uh, <laughs> I was there right when I was a freshman when Tom Taraska took over that program. Uh, and there's one other Monroe guy who's young, uh, too young to have been involved. But every, every one of my adults that, that coach have all – either been on uh, an appearance team or a championship team of the of the five champions and the three uh, runner-ups 
they were either on one or the other or both, and three of those guys have kids that are on the team now. So oh, wow. it, it, um, it was and, – and then there are other kids that aren't of the coaches that also – uh, had parents that were that played on that team so it's it it, it kind of came around um kind of came around at the at the right time and you know uh, there's no question that the the town of monroe knows how to do this knows knows how to get ready for and 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 come up and uh support their team as you can see by the number of people that we had uh filling that side of the stands so it, it, it was it was really it was really special, you know. You hear now not so much. Hey, that was a great run. That was a great pass. Great tackle. You hear now. Uh, oh yeah, I was sitting with so and so who came back from you know California, and you, you hear about the stories of how much fun everybody had, and well, you know, and that that special team was like the time this guy's dad did this and one of the other things, you know, and it's just. Uh, it's so cool to to uh, to be uh, a part of that. Even though I really wasn't only part of this part, but uh, it, it is it is really something, and I'm proud I'm proud to be there. Well, I go back to Pat Martin's era, and you have to do two things in Wisconsin: run the football and stop the run. And you came into the title game with over 5,100 yards rushing, which was pretty incredible. And how you did it this year is phenomenal. A guy would be out, somebody would step in. What did you have, five different guys run for 100 yards? Yeah, at one time or another. uh, uh, And it it really kind of centers back on the offensive line and their ability to keep everything, um, you know, moving together. And and the, the guys in the backfield, while... They be, they become blockers when they're not carrying the ball, and did a great job. You know we can kind of move those pieces around and give guys rests if they're playing defense, and uh, use other guys and and still have the same type of production. And yeah, you're right about uh, uh, stopping the run. Coach Witt, my uh, my defensive coordinator, Monroe guy, Platteville guy, with me. We played there together. Uh, he. He just did a great job with his pep- preparation and, and uh, you know, getting all the guys in the right spot. You know, sometimes you have a bunch of really good players, but they're not doing, the, they're not doing their right thing. And he did a great job of getting everybody where they needed to be to be their best. And I give a lot of credit to Coach Witt uh, for handling that part of it. Coach Toby Golombeski of Monroe with us here on Zimbraconda's Prison of presentation of prep mania rather live at ruth's chris steakhouse in middleton the coaches championship edition here of zimbraconda's prep mania so a 35 to 14 win over west salem coach and you committed to the the ground and pound dennis made a joke earlier you, you threw a pass early in the game but it was it was all ground and pound like it was all season long charlie weagle 42 yards in the first yep. possession how many guys did they have in the box against you and well, did that change uh, you know they i guess if you extend the box out maybe nine yards they had they had 11 of them in there. It was a third down situation. We came out in a tight run formation and ran a run action pass off of it. And I think uh, the the uh, safety stumbled a little bit. And Charlie's on our a couple of our state championship uh, track uh, teams. He doesn't have the greatest hands in the world, but he has made some catches. Um, you know, we we can do this, and we do we do those things. But when you're getting um, you know, if you're looking at just general risk reward, when you're getting nine and a half yards a carry and they're not fumbling the ball, why uh, there, there's a there, there, there's a 
there was a guy that used to coach basketball at Monroe, Tordoff, he said, you know what? You don't beat yourself. He said, there's so many good teams that will beat themselves. They'll get ahead, and then they think they got to do something cute. They think they got to mix it up a little bit. They think they got to take that shot, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, you know, they're they're in the hole. They throw an interception. They get sacked. Uh, you know, there's you know a number of things that can happen on that. And he says, you know what? I really I really like how you guys don't don't beat yourself. And you, you know, you watch these other games. You have to ask, are these guys trying to lose this game? Why don't they just do what's been working the whole time? And we've been able to be disciplined with that uh, because we we had success at the at the base stuff and uh, gave us the confidence to stick with it instead of having to you know entertain the fans i think our fans were very well entertained with the state championship we're not out there to we're not out there to make it exciting although i think there's nothing more exciting than a guy to go up the middle for 60 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> i mean uh, over a, a guy beating a pass in man coverage downfield I, I i can't imagine that the run isn't more exciting but uh, you know, the, the the people understand that because they lived through Pat Martin, and there wasn't grumbling. There isn't people crawling up your back. You don't have media guys asking you, how come you're not throwing it more? How come you don't do this? How come you don't do that? Everyone knows the deal, and I think if I would have threw it more, they probably would have been up my back uh, about, what, what are you trying to do? Run the damn ball, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a culture it's a culture, and we were able, these guys over the last couple of years in the weight room, in preparation with, with their other sports, were able to get their bodies in a position to, to do this for four quarters and uh, dish out uh, punishment to the, to the other defenses and, and the other team over the period of time. It's really incredible to see how the momentum just keeps picking up as the game goes on. Yeah. And... And it it um, it just it just all makes perfect sense. Uh, Charlie's a basketball player too, isn't he? He is. How many multiple sport athletes did you have out there? Uh, we really pushed that. I want to say uh, um, not a ton of three sporters, uh, although we, we do have a number of them. But many 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 two sporters, many football, Good. track, football, baseball, uh, football, basketball, wrestling, football. Let's see, Tom. What was the wrestling coach? <laughs> yes. So, uh, and and we really push that because a kid that says, ah, I gotta I gotta work on my grades and I gotta lift weights. You know, there's just too, or I'm just gonna lift weights. Well, there's too much time on your hand. Pretty soon, I'm in there waiting for them, and they find something else to do because they got all this free time. You know, turns out they're really not they're not being held accountable for their grades when they're not doing anything. So, we want them doing something, and. While some kids have to work, some kids have to do certain things. Well, we know we might not be able to depend on them that much, but but uh, I would take I would take my quarterback bringing the ball up the court, reading uh, presses, and looking out ahead at um, uh, you know defenses and uh, dissecting and diagnosing. And you know a lot of times a three a three on two fast break is nothing more than running double option. Yeah. Okay, he's got to keep his spacing. He's got to pitch it at the right second. He's got to he's got to see when that defender comes and forces the pitch. But that's all happening in basketball, and and all these things carry over. And and another thing, we preach unselfishness, and uh, 
you know, my starter might not be a starter in basketball. He's got to understand that role. He's got to understand what it's like to be a scout team player in basketball or, or maybe a backup in baseball or, or another role. So he understands what it's like for the guys that show up every day to give us a good look in our demonstration team. And uh, he, he can appreciate what it's like there. And it's not just about me, me, me. And you develop an unselfishness by, by being in different arenas handling different roles and being coached different ways and understanding how you have to mold your approach with how an adult is working with you. And, you know, uh, someone who says, uh, we're just going to focus on one thing, you know, uh, well, good luck, because I don't think a lot of next-level people are looking for that. Uh, you better be pretty damn good at it if, that, if that's what you're going to do because they're looking for some of the other things about how you're going to handle being a teammate, how you're going to be in the locker going to be, how you're going to handle your role coming out of high school as a freshman and sophomore and not being the big gun like maybe you wow. were at one time or another. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to run through a brick wall. Well, let's go, that, man. Right. I got some right here. Yeah, I'll, yeah, go first. Yeah, right. I'll go first. I, I would be right behind him, man. That is a terrific answer. Chatting with Toby Golombeski, the head coach of Monroe. Uh, and, Toby, something I wanted to ask you about was, was kind of a viral moment at the end of your state championship game when you had a great embrace with your father on the sideline. What, what was that moment like, sharing that with him and, and, and winning, obviously, Monroe's first state championship in 28 years? So we've had a couple of those. He's, he's been with us uh, most of the games. Uh, him and my mom through the season had minor health issues. There was a couple games that they missed. They're both in their 80s. Uh, you know, he coached for 35 years. He was the he was a he was the head coach at UWM when they had when they still had football. Uh, he went on to coach in the city of Milwaukee at West Division before that with Roots, and then and then at Milwaukee Marshall. And that is kind of a you know you don't see a lot of those schools going deep in the playoffs in football you know some of them in basketball it's kind of a different it's kind of a different situation uh trying to piece that together and and having a system because kids move around from different schools it's hard to keep things it's hard to keep things together he worked very hard no matter what he was uh he is one of the nicest guys a lot of people know he's raised tens of thousand dollars for the wfca at the uh at the banquet and the um, all-star game and the all-state stuff he's in charge of uh, all the raffles and things him and my mom and they put in so much to, you know so that's now going on he's probably been doing that retired longer than he even had <laughs> been, wow. been, been coaching to begin with so neat. and I, I mean everybody knows who you're talking about when you when when you bring them up and uh, you know he could kind of see this coming and he also ran some of our same systems before they kind of evolved to what they are today to keep up with how defenses have evolved to handle three-back running attacks. And he just, he, he has become the student. He is always asking and learning, I wish we could have did that. That's a great idea. This is what they used to do to us, and we would have been in, this would have been very effective. So he got to see it all play out. Uh, my son went to Monroe uh, just a couple of years ago, and so he, he knows these guys as teammates of his, too. So he wasn't just there with me. He was there with our staff and the players, and um, it was just, uh, you know, we were – 
I'm, I'm getting weird now, but uh, it was just, uh, it was really cool to, uh, it was cool to make it there, and then it was really cool to pull it off. So, okay. I, I mean, and he, he felt the same way. And to have your dad and your son be back for it. Yeah, yeah it was fun. Well, that, was thanks. Fun. That is just awesome. Uh, Toby Golombeski from Monroe with us. Uh, we'll have Toby stick around on the other side. We'll also have Andrew Selgrad from Columbus join us. Do a little rant. We got to talk about Coach Fickle at Wisconsin too. We got to we got to talk about the implications of that with the WFCA and all the in betweens, and also uh, just two state champions at the same table. I mean, we got to break some bread and talk about that. We'll do that next. But first, the team at Nations Lending Monona finds home financing solutions that are as unique as you are. Whether you're buying your first home, your next home, or refinancing, they've got your back. To the last, act as your personal advocates to inspire the true sense of home ownership. From drinks on the patio to blanket forts in the living room to the smell of backyard barbecues, because that's how they help you home. Go to Nations. Madison.com to get started today. Nation's Lending Home Loans Made Human. Coach's Roundtable next at Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania live from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Championship edition of Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania brought to you in part by Electrolyte, the best beverage for premium hydration. If you're working outdoors, exercising, feeling under the weather, or just need a pick-me-up, Electrolyte is the drink for you. As a natural sweetener, Electrolyte uses glucose in order to provide immediate recovery and is packed with more electrolytes than leading hydration drinks. Electrolyte, total hydration for occasion. Oh, I am excited for this portion of the program. It's the Coach's Roundtable Edition. We are still hanging out with the head coach of Monroe, Toby Golombeski, and now joined by the WFC and Packers Coach of the Year from Columbus, Andrew Selgrad, joins us now. Fellas, I appreciate you stepping away from your stakes, as I know uh, that was hard for me and Dennis to do. Uh, They're very good. Uh, So we can't get to another commercial break fast enough, I know. But, uh, fellas, just wanted to get you both. uh, We're sitting around total greatness, Dennis. We're sitting around 28 wins and zero losses right now, (laughs) both undefeated seasons for both of you guys. And, and Andrew, I'll I'll let you kind of start with this. Just encapsulate the whole ride for me. I mean, 14-0, if you could sum it up in just a couple of minutes, I mean, what was it like from week one to ultimately ending in a state championship? It's it's hard to encapsulate the whole thing. Yeah. You know, it was just a. It really started last last fall after we lost to Waukesha, and we knew coming off that field that we had what it took. And so, during the whole off season, the whole focus was getting stronger, getting faster, um, locking in with our with our scheme, and that carried all the way through the summer into fall camp. And every week, you know, the motto was. One game at a time, move on, get better, keep building. And when we finally got to that last week, you know, getting through freedom was tough yeah. because that, was, that felt like the last hurdle. And then we could finally just relax because we knew what our ultimate end was. We knew there's no more tomorrow, so it's time to leave it all on the field. The building's done, and now it's time to just finish the job. So... You know, all season long, the kids were focused, they were engaged, uh, and they, they had a mission in mind. You could tell every week that they never lost sight of what the ultimate goal was. Did you get some calls from other coaches? They were at Catholic Memorial had knocked off Lakeside Lutheran, uh-huh. knocked off Lodi. They were trying to become the Capital Conference champions, I'm sure. <laughs> they were thinking, hey, let's just go for one more here. But uh, did, did what kind of support did you get from your peers? Uh, 
a, a lot of support, really. Um, you know, not just from the Capital Conference coaches, which, you know, again, the Capital Conference is one of the best D4 conferences in the state. Uh, a lot of really high-quality coaches, high-quality programs, and that really sharpened us. You know, going through that gauntlet of a conference uh, made us better, and I wouldn't ask for anything less. Uh, and then reaching out from coaches from the Fox Valley, you know, coming up from Fond du Lac and, and Mina, you know, so they were reaching out. Uh, I know Mike and Avok and McGuanago reaching out, so a lot of support from all over the state. And, Toby, same question to you, kind of encapsulating perfection, right? It's very hard to do, and you, you guys both did it, 14 and out. From week one, and, and, he, and Andrew referenced, even it goes back to last year, but from week one to ultimately winning the state title game, what was that ride like for you guys? Well, I don't think it's something that you thought about until – now right uh, you know we're we're mainly just focused on <coughs> the week that we're in the day that we're in uh there's there you know there was a we had we had an injury against beaver dam took out a, one of our starting running backs kind of uh changed the tra- trajectory of where some guys were playing we didn't know how that was gonna how that was gonna pan out and then you know we we had some guys get sick throughout, and maybe it didn't happen so much for other. But we are not out of the COVID thing, you know. Right. While while it wasn't going to be something that was going to quarantine your team, you still could potentially at any given point miss players uh, for for one reason or another. So that that was always a nightmare. You would wake up totally. from mm-hmm. in the middle of the night gasping for air that you found out that so and so is at home for four days because they they've got COVID or whatever the protocol was so we we had to dodge that and then there was a couple of couple of other injuries here and there but as it kept progressing uh as the season went on we said well this you know this this really might happen now the the rock valley from people outside the rock valley who think of it as the old rock valley the rock valley does not get the props that other conferences do and uh, may- maybe they should now because it's not really the Rock Valley it's like the revised Rock Valley and um, uh, you know we're like is what we're doing going to be good enough and we-, we felt that just using our own starters as demonstration teams sometimes could have been uh, more advantageous than what goes on on Friday night in this particular year and you know there was a lot of people asking questions about that and now we you know we get to the playoffs it was nice to have home field advantage we played some turf teams that had to come down and play on grass we played a turf team that had to come play in the mud uh you know and then there always was where is Pewaukee when when are when are they going to pop up and just like coach said you know we we blew a 14-point lead uh, at halftime against Pewaukee in the semifinals. And I think uh, we didn't lose many guys from that team. I think there was there were some guys maybe where that game was too big for them. They were in a game that was too big. And we kept telling them, you've been there. You have been there. This game is not too big for you. You are supposed to be here. And now it's your time to to act on it. And they, that was true, and they believed it. Uh, so when it all came together in, in the end, you know, and you could add that up and take a look at it like you originally asked the question, that it wasn't until then sure. that we realized that, 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 hey, we just, 
we just really did something here. Yeah, but but something you said there sticks out, and I was kind of curious from both of you guys. Is is there is there teams in the back of your head where you're like, ah, we know they're going to pop up eventually? And, and yeah, well, and, Andrew, you, know, you mentioned freedom, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, obviously, who you saw in the state championship, we we all know what they're capable of. But but is there always a couple teams in the back of your head, even if we weren't going to match up with them? Uh, you know, kids. Kids can get complacent, and you know when you're winning, it's human nature to become complacent. Totally. So you know we 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 come into the special teams phase of practice, and uh, you know it was a really good reminder because we lost that game on four special teams plays: two two block punts, a, a roughing the punter, and an interference on a fake punt. Okay, it was fourteen to nothing, and we lost twenty-eight to fourteen. So when I felt that. We were waning in our enthusiasm in a, in a special teams practice or another component. Mm-hmm. The hammer dropped, and everyone got quickly reminded of what they felt like on that bus ride home from Maguanago after the, after the semifinal game. Like Coach had a, his, his deal built off of that, that one uh, at the end, and, and, and you use that. And they're a good team. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs next year. And if you want to win state, you're going to have to beat Pewaukee in Division three at some point. So, uh, yeah. Yes, there are teams in the back of your mind. Yeah, totally. you, both, you both had a lot of running clocks during the year. Now, you know you're going to get you got a redemption game. you got a redemption game. When you get to the playoffs at level three, everybody's really good. But how do you keep that mindset when – you're beating teams 35 nothing, 42 nothing, 49 nothing. Is it a case of you, younger guys, maybe your reserves get to play a little bit more, so it, it's good for them? Or how do you deal with all that? Hey, Andrew, Andrew. We'll go to you first. Well, you know, it, we do want to get our younger guys in. That's an, that's an important piece because they need the experience as well. There's right. no sense in keeping your starters out for any longer, senseless injury, something like that, you know. So getting them that varsity experience is important because you're trying to also build for the next year. So when you build a program, it's not just about what's happening now. It's about what's happening in the future as well. So you have to keep that in mind. And, yeah, we did have a lot of blowout wins. But, you know, as coaches, we can do anything wrong. <laughs> right. And that's what we pride ourselves <laughs> on Ain't doing. Ain't that the truth? You know, you <laughs> sometimes, uh, I remember as a player, uh, sometimes the wins, those film sessions were the worst versus the losses because you know you got to kind of temper it you know a loss hurts but a win you got to you got to keep them motivated got to keep them locked in and so we graded our players every every saturday night we sent out the grade sheet they're supposed to watch film we go through it with them and there's always something we can fix you know and there's always something we can get better at and what i've told my players you know they may not have known this but the 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 day of the game the, the state game i handed them our schedule and I crossed off every opponent, not in any disrespect, but I put CMH right next to it. Because they knew, and we knew as a coaching staff, we were building for this game. We knew we wanted this game, and that's why we, we, we chewed them every time we could. We, you know, we, we, we coached them hard. This is it. This is our time. It's time to, time to finish the job. And so that's how you got to do it as a coach. You don't necessarily outright say this is what's happening but we know in the back of our mind in order to get to that level we've got to be better every week we got to be better you can't be complacent you got to do a better job you know okay you steamroll the team great but how does that help in the future was it good enough to beat exactly Pete walking was it good enough to beat cmh cmh yep 
It's fascinating. Love hearing in the philosophy. Alex Struff, Dennis Semra hanging out from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Chatting with Monroe coach Toby Golombeski and Columbus head coach Andrew Selgrad. Uh, guys, last thing on the roundtable session, we'll dive deeper into Columbus's state championship in a few moments with Andrew Selgrad. But obviously the big news of the week is, is Luke Fickle in as the, as the new University of Wisconsin head coach. And we know how close, uh, you know, the WFCA works with the university. And I, I was reading uh, WISports.net had a great piece from several coaches in the area. A lot of mixed emotions, obviously, given the relationship with Paul Christ and Jim Leonard. Uh, just was curious uh, on your guys' reaction. I, I imagine a lot of the, the mixed emotions uh, for you guys as well. Yeah, you know, I hope he's responsible enough to uh, take care of the, this group. And, um, you know, there was, you know, Brett Beal with it. Barry did a good job with it. Uh, I think we lost a little bit when Gary Anderson was there. Sure. I don't think he, I don't know if he kind of met the normal need that, uh, you know, needed to needed to happen. <clears throat> Obviously that came back and was, was well done with, with Paul when he came in there. Uh, I hope that he has enough advice from people to take the time because while this isn't Florida and this isn't Texas and this isn't Ohio, there's going to be there's going to be some All Big Ten players that come out of this state, and he wants to he need to make sure that he that he that he gets them, you know. So he's never had a four or five star lineman, from what I understand, at Cincinnati, and next year the Badger lineup could be all four and five star guys. So right there, and I guess. If you watch the press conference, you had to Some be impressed with he, You're right. He's a line guy first. And I thought it was funny that McIntosh was the O-lineman. He was the D-lineman, and now they're together. Right, right. And uh, to, and they got to run the football. Again, this is the Midwest. This is the Big Ten. And Anderson, I thought, was more West Coast. And he was transfers, and he was upset he couldn't get all these guys in on the fly. And Paul understood. I think Brad understood. And I think... You know, Luke will understand too that you can win at Wisconsin, but you can't get maybe everybody in that maybe you want yeah. to. You have to work around that. And and as an alum, I'm proud of the standards Wisconsin has. I don't think we should take a back seat to anybody on that. But at the same point, uh, you can't say, well, that guy's got a, a two point. I don't think he we, he can cut it here. You don't know. That's where he talked about delving into the individuals and yeah. and, and recruiting. But again, as as football coaches, you want that main school to reach out to you guys and especially with the coaches clinic being here every year and the Badgers being so involved with it I'd love to see that Andrew I think you probably I saw your comments online too. yeah yeah you know it, I, I wish the best for him you know I wish the best for the program you know um, I hope he does right by our kids and the coaches there's always been a, a, a pretty good relationship between the Badgers and the coaches of Wisconsin absolutely yeah and and in order for the Badgers to continue their success, that relationship needs to continue and even get better. So, you know, like Coach said here, you know, Gary Anderson, uh, it, it didn't go well. You know, that wall around Wisconsin was broken down, and we lost some good football players to other programs. Yeah. You know, and you spe got... Specifically to the WFCA, yeah. you know, that, that clinic is usually held right around spring practice, and one of the big events is to be able to go out and watch the yep. practice. And when Anderson was there, he wasn't really accommodating to make sure that that, that that was happening. And it's not just about recruiting our guys. It, it is about, you know, 
hey, coach, can I come in and uh, sit down with one of your guys and watch some film on yep. this? I'm having trouble with, with you know, this this system that you're running, we're running. You got, do you have a, an hour where I could come in and meet with you on it? So, it? so it isn't just about working with recruits and players. It's just about working with other coaches and things. And I think, I think that there was a bit of disconnect during that time that was brought back when Coach Chris came in. But... Uh, uh, I, I I certainly hope that that is in the cl- close enough past that someone can advise him. Hey, this one this didn't go so good. You might want to take a look at how this. Well, went. he exactly. made the comment about 300 mile radius. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then I don't know what the 50, I don't know what the 60, I don't know what the 100 is, but 300 miles is Wisconsin. Yep, and it is Chicago and it is Minnesota where they've recruited out of. Yep, maybe Iowa. That I was getting our players. You know, we lost Lyman from Wanakee. He was over there. Tight end went to Iowa State. You know, we lost a guy to Penn State. We lost Notre Dame. That hadn't happened for a while. Well, and, plus, you got North Dakota State. You know, they're yep. always recruiting in Wisconsin. There's ties there. So, you know, there's also those schools out there that are competing for the players of Wisconsin. So it's not just, you know, one right. Division One schools. It's 1A or, you know, the FBS versus FCS. Those schools are reaching out too, and all the alphabets, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had never, se- I had never seen so many of the Western schools come through town, yeah. lo- looking at kids uh, than there was this year. And I know, and I know, we had two uh, Seagreaves last year and Bunker yeah. this year that were, you know, pretty credible recruits. Uh, but they're like, okay, now I'm going over to Evansville, or now I'm going over to Edgerton, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I mean, they they were pound those those Western schools were pounding. Uh, North Dakota State, North Dakota, South Dakota, yep. they, they were pounding it hard uh, last spring here looking for stuff. And I don't know if I don't know if they're getting – I don't know if it's those um, FCS schools that are getting pillaged by the portal because those kids are moving up a notch and they're trying to fill – they're scrambling to fill spots. But um, I'd never seen those guys around in my 30 years of coaching that wow. – uh, as, as much as they were. Well, you've got a D1 prospect right now in Brunel. Yep. Yeah, I mean, same thing, though. It's the, the Dakotas are coming through, Wyoming, you know, schools like that. A lot of Western schools are, you know, showing a lot of interest. So, And there are some assistants on those staffs that have uh, that have some northern Wisconsin yep. ties. So they're, they're, they're hitting it pretty hard. Interesting. Yep. Well, it's fascinating to hear your guys' perspective. On that, appreciate the insight. Uh, Toby, we'll let you go. Enjoy your right. state. We really appreciate the time. Congrats again. And the, the Monroe Cheesemakers winning their state title. And uh, we'll dive deeper into Columbus with uh, Andrew Selgrad right after this on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. But first, big trailers and big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers in their 60th year. Stoughton Trailers has built a lot of trailers, and their customers want more. Join a winning team and with immediate openings at new higher pay rates on both first and second shift at the Broadhead, Evansville, and Stoughton locations. Assemblers, forklift drivers, welders, and more. Go to stowjobs.com. That's S-T-O-Jobs.com. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunities. We dive deeper into the Cardinal State Championship right after this. It's Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. The biggest games. A perfect season complete 
The Wanakee Warriors are your state champions in Division II. The most compelling stories. 50 years for Title IX. That's incredible. And this is the 50th anniversary. The area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Rolling on Zimbraconda's championship presentation of Prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN. The ESPN app and Wisconsin on demand. Alex Strofe alongside the dean of area high school sports, Dennis Semrau. We'll be joined by Columbus's Andrew Selgrad in just a moment. We've got lots to go over with him as Columbus, a perfect 14-0 season, a state championship in Division Four. But first, Canopy Wealth Management believes community is everything, and they are constantly working towards the betterment of our community. That's why they've partnered with Gilda's Club, the Madison Capitals, Kids from Wisconsin, and JDRF at Canopy. Their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with Canopy Wealth Management today. All right, Andrew Selgrad. Freshly named the WFCA Packers Coach of the Year. Congratulations, yeah, Andrew. State championship and that. I mean, what, what, what's that honor mean to you, and what was that like to, to earn that honor? I, I mean, it, it's incredibly humbling. You know, the fact that your peers chose you, yeah. and it's a, it's a reflection of our staff and our, our community and our program. So, you know, it's not just about me or anything like that. It's about Columbus football, and, and that to me is what I take the most pride in, the fact that we as a team collectively – had such a, a fantastic season, and, you know, this is just another reflection of that. You want to throw out a little props to your staff? What's that? You want to throw out a few props oh, out absolutely. to your staff? You know, um, Coach Ott, my dad, he's the offensive coordinator. Uh, Jason Burnell's my DC, does a fantastic job. Uh, Nick Vendens, our QB coach. Chris Hirschlib is our special teams coach and wide receivers. Marcus uh, Hensler is our DB's coach. Uh, Tegan Hirschlib actually coaches safety with me, so that's a, he's been a nice addition. Uh, Connor Graffin, Juan Guerrero both do D-line and O-line. Uh, Will Stormer did a fantastic job with their D-line as well. Bryce Galston, uh, running backs and outside linebackers. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And I feel like I'm drawing a blank here. Yep. At least he got most of them. I, I got most of them. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. No. Without notes. Yeah, with a, he doesn't have a piece of paper in front yeah. of him or anything. No, that's still impressive. And everybody else, obviously, yeah, deserves yeah. huge credit. But, uh, yeah, Andrew, I mean, it, it's terrific not only to, to get to the state title game, obviously, but the way in which you guys did it, right? Uh, Dennis and I were talking about it. I'm sure uh, Columbus, your staff, your players were maybe the, the only ones that believed, given your mm. opponent, right? Yeah. Catholic Memorial, uh, we say often, they could probably win most years in Division One, let alone yeah. – in Division Four, but a field goal in the fourth quarter, the only points, gives you the 23-21 to 21 victory. Walk us through that game and walk us through, obviously, the, the celebration at the culmination of that game. Well, you know, we had a fantastic send-off from Columbus. You know, the, the, the community just loves football. They embrace this team this year. Uh, and they embrace the team last year, for that matter. Um, and so we, we take our buses out of town. The streets are lined with people all the That's way to so 151. Cool. 
And even driving through the snow, you know, people are honking their horns because they know it's our bus and, and, you know, giving us the thumbs up and all that. And, you know, the thing that I like being on time. <laughs> we were not on time. And we were about 20 minutes late, so we, we unloaded the bus as quickly as we could, got everyone taped, which takes forever. And then we finally got in the, uh, the McLean Center. And, you know, we finally got things going on time. We gave a little speech before we went to the McLean Center. Um, you know, we walked over. It, you could just feel the kids were ready. They were confident. You know, there are some games that are like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. You know, are we ready? You know, we start slow. But, no, they were, they were ready. And, and, and CMH was there. They're staring at us. We just walked on by. It wasn't a little speech, from what I understand. Somebody from the program came up in the press box and said that you walking out of there, it's about we're champions in everything we do, and you had them at a peak. Is it something you thought about for a long time? Was it off the cuff? What was it like getting those guys ready for their final game? I did put some thought into it. You know, it wasn't rehearsed or anything like that, but, you know, uh, I was inspired by Herb Brooks. You know, I love that coach is fantastic, you know, just what he did. And, 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 and to a degree, it kind of felt like that for us. You know, uh, to, to put it crudely, CMH was our Russia. And so we had to play <laughs> our best game. And so I, I kind of used that as motivation. And, you know, I said, this is our time. Their time is done. It's our time. Time to take it. That is so damn good. That is so great. Chatting with Andrew Selgrad from Columbus, uh, Division Four state champions with a 23-21 to 21 win over Catholic Memorial. I feel like every time we've talked this season, Coach, I've asked you about your running back, Colt Fernell, <laughs> who was just unbelievable this year. I, I have the stats in front of me. 319 attempts, 2,897 yards on the ground, 43 rushing touchdowns. I mean, that's just unbelievable numbers. What, what was it like coaching him? It's just unbelievable statistics. It, it, I, I thought it was a typo the first time I looked at it. I mean, He's just a fantastic football player, period. You know, the thing about Colton is he's not just one side of the ball. He's got to, you know, as soon as he's done scoring, he's got to turn around and go play defense. What now. a motor. Oh, my goodness. You know, so that kid worked his tail off all off season. You know, he's done everything he's needed to do to put himself in this position. And what I love about Colton is he's coachable. You know, he, he, he does not have any kind of arrogance about him. It's not about him. It's about the team. And he does what we need him to do. And he's one of the most coachable kids I've been around. And the way he can see the field, the way he understands the blocking scheme is what sets him up for success. You know, And he's had a tremendous line in front of him all season. Uh, and they've done a fantastic job. You know, Oliver Setzer, our fullback, who's woefully undersized, you know, played his best game wow. at State. You know, he's, he's like five foot six. And he played like he was six foot. Against some of the biggest guys you probably played all year. Absolutely. There's several D1 prospects out there. Right? Absolutely. You look at uh, Colton, 186 yards, a couple of touchdowns. You look right from, you know, a lot of times guys, you wonder when they get there in that environment, big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. From his first carry, you knew he was ready. Absolutely. You know, he just, you knew he had it. He had that look in his eye that, that he wasn't going to be stopped. And that look was across the board. All of our players had that same look. They were not going to back down. Defensively, uh, again, you went up against one of the best running backs, too, in the state. A couple of gas you in a couple of plays, yep. but you were able to pretty much control their run game. Again, you got to be able to run the football and stop it. What was the keys on the defense for you that night? Well, the key was stopping Corey, period. You know, we went into that meeting on Sunday 
And it's funny, I was praying about it. You know, I'm a man of faith, and I was praying about it. I was like, how do I stop this guy? <laughs> and all of a sudden, it just popped in my head, play man coverage, stop Corey. And that's what we did. We dedicated seven guys in the box to stop Corey. And that's how we schemed everything. We took our chances. You know, I looked at the forecast. I knew it was going to be cold. I knew it was going to be windy. Make them beat us with a throw. Yeah. And that's what we had to do. What was it like being the last game of the night? I mean, going going out that way, right? Ending ending Thursday night at, at Camp Randall. In the in, snow. In, in that fashion. <laughs> in, in, yeah. in the snow. I mean, that just had to be an un, un, unbelievable moment. It, the whole thing, if you could script it, it was perfect, yeah. honestly. I mean, Win, lose, or draw, walking out to that field, watching the stadium open up, was that in of itself was just awe-inspiring. And then having the snow globe effect on everything, you know, it just, it just felt right. And it was just a fantastic atmosphere. Half of Columbus was there. I mean, we had a huge support, you know, and somebody was saying it was one of the loudest football games in five years at Camp Randall for, you know, state playoffs. So just all that support, everything just fit together. And the weather, of course, Wisconsin weather. We had 50 degrees for the Badgers last home game. Right? But you knew the state tournament, it was going to be mm-hmm. something. To, but what was it like for the guys to play in the snow? They haven't Anybody throw snowballs in the end zone afterwards? <laughs> what was the team photo like afterwards? It, it was crazy. You know, it was funny because as soon as we realized we won, right, we were asking the ref, hey, do we have to play, run another play or are we done? He said, no, we're done. Kids went run to the sideline. Some of them just flopped on the turf and started doing snow angels. <laughs> I mean, some of them were just getting after it. And then we were trying to get our, our usual tradition after we get through the handshake line is go to our end zone and we have a little debrief and then, you know, go on from there. So they're just naturally going to the end zone while they're penguin sliding into the end zone, <laughs> doing, doing all that. Did you do one? No. <laughs> Not that brave. <laughs> My son did, though, but. Um, so they were doing that, and they are just having fun. And one of our freshmen, he actually wrote cards on the field. So there's a picture out there oh, of, wow. of cards written on Camp Randall's on the, on the field, which I, I, I saved that one. I was going to say, need cool. that one in a frame. No Absolutely. kidding. Well, that so is just awesome. Connections between this and the previous Columbus teams that were there? It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, 94, I think, was the last time. 96 well, right? was the last 96. time. 96. Yep, 96. So... Um, I know Coach Guerrero, that's who I forgot, Juan Guerrero, also one of our coaches, um, he was part of the 90 team, so he, that's a connection there, but as far as 96, I'm not, I don't think so. It was just good to be back for the program. I mean, Columbus oh, yeah. is a football town, and yep. still playing grass, still playing the same stadium. Yep, playing in the park, so... Yeah, no, it's a it's a football town, and you know the outpouring of well wishes, you know, throughout the playoffs, not just for state, throughout the playoffs, was just it's a nice. That's part of the reason why I wanted to come to Columbus. You know, yeah. going from Fond du Lac High School, a school of two thousand, you know, to a school of roughly four hundred. I wanted that closeness, and that's exactly what we have here. Corbin Hines. Probably will not have to buy a drink or should not the rest of his life, right? In Once he's of age, right? Yeah. Right. Once he's of age, yeah. what what was it like? What did you say to him before? Uh, any thoughts? You know, any uh, should we do this? Should we not? Or what was your thought process into him kicking that thirty-one yard field goal, four forty-three to go in the game? Not a chip shot either. No, no not, not a chip swirling shot. winds. No. Yeah. yeah, no. Um, you know, I knew. That it was going to be a possibility, so I told him, get ready. So once fourth down hit, I looked over him and said, you going to make this? He said, yeah. I said, then go make it. Then he went out and made it. It was literally that simple. That was it. That was it. 
So, so no big, uh, no big speech like there was pregame. <laughs> nope, just, like, just go make it. Go make it, and he made it. He made it. And here we are, sitting as a as a state champion, Andrew Selgrad. That is just phenomenal. So, what, what's next? What's the off season like for you? I, I know now you get your name immortalized at Lambeau Field, right? That's pretty freaking neat. Yeah, that's kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, twenty twenty three. You know, we, we, like I said, we want to build a program. We we don't want this to be a once in every twenty six year thing. We want this to be something that is not a surprise and so we're already planning for 2023 you know getting into the way programs the football players are that are in basketball already getting ready for their first game so you know um don't get me wrong i'm still enjoying this love thinking about this game you know but you know it, it, we gotta we gotta move on you mentioned we're out of the winter sports multiple sport athletes how many oh jeez, just about all of our kids good all of our kids. You know, they're not just two-sport athletes. They're three-sport athletes. They're, they're year-round. Good. I mean, that's and we, were, we were talking with Toby Golombeski about that a bit earlier. I mean, that's the way, it's the way it should be, especially yeah. in, in, in a ten of your size, right? I Absolutely. mean, you, you want them doing multiple sports. Yeah. So that is college recruiters look at uh, you know, look at the NFL draft. Normally 30, 31 of the first-rounders yeah. are all multiple sport in high school, and yeah. they want that well-rounded. No, look at Davis for the Badgers, you know, football player and basketball yeah. player. You know, he, he loved his time playing football. You know, so I think it's really important for kids to be able to experience everything. Awesome. Well, Andrew, thanks so much for making the trip and spending some time with us and, and all the all the time you uh, spent with us throughout the playoffs. We're, we're so happy for you, a 14-0 and season and a Division Four state championship. Couldn't be happier for you and really appreciate the time again this evening. No, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. That's Andrew Selgrad from Columbus here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Brett Mania. We're brought to you in part by our friends at UW Credit Union, and their online and mobile banking goes above and beyond with top-rated service and security that exceeds industry standards. Explore innovative and intuitive ways to manage your money anytime and anywhere. UW Credit Union's in-house team of engineers and developers create digital banking solutions designed for you. Learn more at uwcu.org. Dennis and I will put a bow on the high school football season right after this, live from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. It's Zimbraconda's championship presentation of Prep Mania. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Zimbraconda's championship presentation of Prep Mania rolling on live from Roos Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. Dennis and I just enjoyed a delicious steak and some delicious potatoes. My goodness, are we getting spoiled tonight, Dennis, aren't we? Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible <laughs> indeed. It's hard to come back to do the radio show when we're eating a, a, eating a wonderful steak. Uh, Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania brought to you, of course, by our friends at Zimbraconda. For nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda's provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or head to Zimbraconda.com to search current inventory. Well, Dennis, uh, I, uh, as I said to Toby Golombeski about an hour ago, I'm ready to run through a brick wall after our conversation was with those two. A combined record of 28-0 this year for Monroe and Columbus. Monroe winning the Division Three state championship and Columbus winning the Division Four state championship. Couldn't be happier for both of those guys. And uh, it, was, it was great hearing their philosophies and their mindsets and some of the, some of the great uh, emotions in those moments winning those state titles. Yeah, only one other team made it through the state unbeaten, and that was Regis. Yeah, in uh, Division D7, Seven. Seven, right? yeah. yeah. But you look at uh, Aquinas lost their last regular season game, goes thirteen and one. Stratford ended up eleven and two. 
And uh, Kimberly was 13-1. and one. They had a loss there during the regular season. Kettle Moraine had three losses, you know, classic eight. So it's tough to, to run the table. And it is. A lot of coaches will say that loss maybe mid-season or end of the season, you know, gets you, okay, here's what it feels like. We exactly. don't want to have it happen exactly. again. And when you have as many running clocks as both Monroe and Columbus did during the regular season, it's tough to keep that intensity up week in and week out. Because once you get to the playoffs, everybody, after, after about the first or second round, you're running into just quality all the way. And um, the championship game for Monroe might have been that Pewaukee game. I mean, last year, you know, Toby mentioned that uh, at halftime, you know, we're, we're doing a studio show, and it's 14 nothing, feeling pretty good. And then go, oh, two block punts. Oh, no. Yeah. Special teams. You know, we've seen it with the Badgers. We've seen it with the Packers. <laughs> that third phase that's so important, and it comes down to and special teams. Field goal is what won it for Columbus. You, know, you look at even championship games. So uh, for those two teams, uh, return to glory is the way I look at it. And, you know, for those communities that uh, have gone through a couple of generations, now this one says, okay, we're not looking back to the 90s. We have our championship. And they get to see. Uh, we, we had teams like uh, Sun Prairie East this year had a great run. Wanakee, yeah. which is always going to be good as long as Coach Rice is there. You know, Coach Kaminsky at Sun Prairie, you look at what could Sun Prairie have been if they were one school this year, being the Sun Prairie West, the new school, yeah, made no it kidding. to the playoffs in East, had a great run. Uh, just some awesome football. Marshall, we had, you know, Coach Klein Hans was on with us during the season. And, uh, you know, we uh, look at what that group did over there at Marshall. So uh, just been a great football season overall, culminated by we get two state championships. The only thing was we didn't get to broadcast them. Yeah. That's the only bummer. But Darn Packers, Packers got to lose to the Titans on a Thursday night. But nonetheless, I'm glad we still have this to, to celebrate them here at Rooster oh, Steakhouse in Middleton. Definitely. It's for the communities now, you know, you're looking at the hard part now trying to schedule a banquet. Yeah. You know, to talk to volleyball coaches after their season. When are you going to have it? Well, sometime in December. But you got holiday parties. you got to fit around. When can you get the team, the most people together? And that's the bittersweet. Uh, you get to say goodbye to some special seniors. And then you look at the underclassmen and say, okay, here's the bar. It's been raised. You know, this is, this is what you got to shoot for now. And these are champions. And uh, I love the analogy uh, for Columbus of the uh, it's our time. Their yes. time is over with. And that was the message when I heard that in the press box. It was, I want to go play for him yeah, right. right now. To have, to have uh, Somebody's got to have a tape. Yeah. Some will come out on YouTube. Yeah, we, we got to see that. No kidding. Uh, but you just heard Coach Selgrady said, right? We're already on to 2023. Our focus is already next year. And, and all sports are year-round right now. Right, but true. the good thing is, and I think uh, was it Toby mentioned that about uh, being in different situations, being in the scout team for one sport. Right. And you're started in another. How does the other half live? Or when you're a starter, how important are those scout guys to make you better? Yeah, and when you talk often to our UW Credit Union Student Athletes of the Week, Dennis, you ask how those sports help each other, right? If you're a wrestler and a football player, the physicality, you know, blends together. And Sometimes our, it's the awareness from basketball to baseball or, or what have you. Yeah, Coach Witt at Monroe, wrestling coach. You know, you got that correlation between, you know, uh, you know, foot speed and leverage and all the things. Physicality, right. Physicality and accountability one-on-one -on, -one on a wrestling mat absolutely basketball the uh, the you know and a lot of foot, football players will you know track athletes you know joe died longtime coach down at jamesville parker 
said in the spring he wanted his guys, if they didn't do something, he had them on the track team. Because you've got to be doing something in the offseason, and this is something that's going to help you in another sport. Absolutely. Well and said. Did, so. Well said. He's the Dean Dennis Semra. I'm Alex Strofe. It's Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania, brought to you in part by our friends at Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Uh, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. Four locations in the Madison area, downtown, east side, Hilldale, and Fitchburg. So it's easy to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions since 1994. You can visit greatdanepub.com to find a pub near you, including their Wing Wednesday specials, their Mug Club specials, and all the in-betweens. That's greatdanepub.com for the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. We'll chat with Bill Kegler, the coordinator of the 608 basketball tournament, coming up December 16th and 17th at Madison College. After this, from Roos Chris Steakhouse in Middleton, it's Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Superconda's presentation of Prep Mania rolling on live at Roots Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. Again, a big thank you to Monroe head coach Toby Golombeski and Columbus head coach Andrew Selgrad for coming out and joining us tonight to celebrate their respective state championships. Both teams 14-0 this season. Uh, Monroe winning in the Division Three state championship over West Salem and Columbus knocking off the big dog Catholic Memorial in the Division Four state championship. Zimbraconda's Prep Mania, of course, brought to you by Zimbraconda, where for nearly 50 years they've provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. Whether in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or check current inventory on their website, Zimbraconda.com. Well, it's officially time to turn the page, Dennis. We go from football to basketball and a, uh, our new favorite tradition in the Madison oh. area, the 608 basketball tournament oh, man. at that Madison was so College. So much fun last year. The inaugural one last year, which makes it the second annual. Now we talk with the coordinator of the 608 basketball tournament. That, of course, would be Coach Billy Kagler. Bill, always good to see you, my friend. How has it been the last year or so? It's been great. I'm excited to change some things up for this year and improve the experience for the players. But I think what we really need to talk about is getting fans to come out to see your mustache. Uh, well, that will not be there ass. on December 16th and 17th. <laughs> It'll be back to the beard by then, I Girlfriend promise. Girlfriend says it's gone. I, I think we need a Twitter poll. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, look at Bill. Bill's been on the air for 90 seconds already <laughs> doing Twitter, Twitter polls. <laughs> Somebody knows what he's doing. Well, Bill, <laughs> you're, you're ridiculous. Uh, talk to us about uh, what was what were successes in year one and what are we looking for? forward to in year two of the 608 basketball tournament over at Madison College. Well, we had pretty balanced teams last year. All the games were fairly close. I mean, the first Fairly game the close. They were all great, to, right? The, the, the first game goes to double overtime. It was 30-foot <laughs> buzzer beater from Nick Williams. So if anybody checks out our social media, we've had that all over the place. And, and thankfully, Lacrosse Central is coming back as the defending champion, so Nick Williams will be back. And uh, you know, I was watching their game last night against River Falls, and they had a buzzer beater before halftime. It's like just in their DNA to have buzzer no beaters. Kidding. When they play, so, so we have them returning champs in the second game of the night, which will pit them against Joliet West out of Illinois, and their best player Jeremy Fears is committed to Michigan State next year. Oh. And then his younger brother Jeremiah Fears is a sophomore who has a ton of Division One offers as well. So they're going to be electric, and they get out and run. I've seen some film on them this year, and they're going to be excited. Yeah, they're they're going to be a team to go. They just knocked off St. Rita's, number two ranked team. 
Illinois. Oh wow! And they were down by fourteen, whatever. And uh, yeah, this uh, the numbers on this uh, Fierce Junior. He ended up with eighteen points, nine boards, five assists, and three steals. And his brother had seventeen points, eight rebounds, and four steals. That's a pretty good one-two punch in the family. And their coach Jeremy Krieger is a great guy. He's pretty motivational. We have some podcasts coming up with them where we're doing promotional pieces for the event, and he does some really good talking about what they do as a team to create a team unit. And I heard a quote from them beating St. Rita that they were down like fourteen in the second half and he took a timeout and looked at him and said do you believe we can win this game and he instilled the confidence in them to go forward and they came back and beat a team that has james brown who's a a four-star recruiter i think is down to uh, north carolina and illinois wisconsin was in the mix at one point for him so Um, there was no such of a team that they beat yeah marez johnson illinois recruited on that team for st rita's as well so some good players in that state last year we had a Division one, the Duke player. Yeah, Jaden Shutt from Yorkville Christian, who's hasn't seen a ton of minutes this year, but as we saw last year, the kid can flat out score. He could play, man. He was he was he was great. I mean, and, and as you mentioned, Bill, every every team that came last year was terrific. So the field this year, Nina taking on Wanakee, the local team in, in the mix, and then as you mentioned, Joliet West taking on Lacrosse Central. So what goes into recruiting teams to play in this? Because I imagine already only one year in, this has become a destination. This is a very neat concept and a neat tournament just around the holiday season. So what goes into hand, hand picking the teams and inviting them in? Well, we're at a point now, thankfully, that teams are reaching out to us. To play in the Already event. in year two. Yes. How neat is that? Be- because they've had such a great experience. And like I tell people all the time, the goal of this event is to provide the players an experience that they'll never forget. And, and that goes beyond the games itself. Because when sure. I played, it was about the locker rooms. It was about the bus rides. So we're doing credentials for every player. We're doing T-shirts for every player. We do meals after every game. So Ian's Pizza is providing meals Friday night. And then Cento, a new Italian restaurant in town, is providing meals for the players. And, yes, Dennis, the hospitality room as well. Yes, thank, you. <laughs> thank, you very much. thank you, Bill. Yes. We had to wait till the end of it last year because we did what we're doing we four games every- they'll do five games this year yeah yeah and what looking at the field nina defending state champ uh well west uh was it uh in the showcase game west salem ranked number one in division uh three and yeah. verona with the new head coach verona, Cottrell robinson who was in the last game, year with last year for, yeah uh, so verona and um I was Drew uh, Murphy, Angie Murphy, the girls' basketball coach. Yeah. Her son, a sophomore, 14-point scorer. That that should be a good showcase game. But then the Joliet West and Lacrosse Central. Coach Fergett does such a great job, doesn't he, over lacrosse? And you go to one of his practices, and it's just so organized. And he's got them doing things to a T. And, you know, he, he talks about in the podcast episode, we had the number of players that they have go on. Obviously, Johnny Davis in the NBA and the number of Division One, Two, II, and Three players that they have come out. And coaches always rave about, how disciplined they are you know we had one of his players at madison college this year and the coach just raved about him and it just goes to show what he does in a program and he talks about it starts when they start in kindergarten or whenever they start and they have the standards that they set and he follows it through all the way till they're in high school and those things carry with them in life and it makes them successful adults and that's really what coaching is about we're using this sport as a tool to have great experiences but to learn life lessons to carry us on to whatever we're going to do later because very few people are johnny davis Right. What was the biggest takeaway you had from last year that, that that you liked, and what was the one thing you wanted to improve? You know, I, I think the biggest thing that I liked was the fan engagement. We had the bracket on the wall where the teams get to put their name on the bracket and move it across. And going back, I've looked, watched these videos hundreds of times now, and just the excitement in their face when they get to move their name across that they beat someone That's just because so it was such high level. Like DeForest beating Yorkville Christian, right? 
this, they have a player that's committed to Duke. We shouldn't win this game, and they end up beating them. It was a great game. The first game that we talked about that went to double overtime, it was just so exciting. I mean, Nick hit that shot and ran running the other direction, and everybody <laughs> chased him. It was wild. I, I would uh, go on our YouTube channel and check those videos out. It, it was just so much fun. So that was something that I really enjoyed as far as, like, what, what I didn't expect or what I, what I want to improve is we had a DJ in the gym, and I, I was so busy doing other things, I never really thought about it. But I want to be more engaged with that. I want the fans to be able to have an experience during timeouts. I want them to have an experience between games during warm-ups. So it's not just sitting and waiting. It's entertainment going on. So this year, for the first game on Friday night, Little Badgers are performing. So that's a group of young athletes from the area that oh, cool. perform at halftime at Badger games. So they're coming to do that for the first game. And then some of our sponsors are providing unique games uh, as well. So Cleanmark, one of our new sponsors, is doing something around uh, cleanliness, right? And, and to put a little twist on it, so similar to what the Mallards do at games, right? Some, some of those sorts of things. Or Savannah Bananas has become popular lately. Right. So doing some of those fan engagement things is what I really want to improve upon this year. And then also the concessions. We're adding more concession stations so we have more food options for people available to stay. Because Saturday you could stay for three games. So you're potentially going to be there for five, maybe six hours. You need to have hot food available for people to be able to purchase as well and not have long lines. So those are some of the things that we're trying to improve upon, not necessarily for the players. We took care of them really well, but the fans who are coming. So we know that they're going to be comfortable. They're going to be taken care of and have a really good experience in a gym that holds the energy. And everybody is on top of the court, and you can hear the energy. And, again, our goal is to make a player experience that they'll never forget. And part of that is a great sold-out gym. So my goal is to sell out the gym so that energy stays and is a lasting experience. And tickets are where? 608basketball.com. That's 60eighttbasketball.com. And they're pre-sale now until the Wednesday before at reduced price. Um, you're going to want to get them because I have a funny feeling that we're going to be turning people away at the doors this year. As when I was little and couldn't get in to watch Sam Oki play at UW-Platteville, and my dad had to buy ticket stubs from grandma's leaving the JV game. <laughs> that may be a situation that occurs this year. So we're, we're hoping that's going to happen. So get your pre-sale tickets early. They're, they're on sale for a lower price than they are at the door. I I'm hoping that I look out and I see people waiting to get in and can't get in, and the fire marshal is telling me no more because that's going to be a situation where the gym is packed. What is capacity there? 1,200 people. Oh, boy. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. So we'll continue to preview the 608 basketball tournament with Bill Kegler after this. But first, Stoughton Health provides comprehensive and compassionate care to the Stoughton community and the entire Madison area. From their sports rehab facilities in Oregon and Stoughton to their renowned ortho team with Dr. Robble, Stoughton Health can help. Learn more at StoughtonHealth.com. Stoughton Health, creating excellence together. More 608 basketball tournament preview after this. It's Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania live from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. You're listening to 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Wrapping up Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Alex Strofe, the Dean, Dennis Semra, hanging out with you live from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. Full bellies, happy hearts. We are joined by the coordinator of the 608 basketball tournament, the great Bill Kegler. Uh, first, got to tell you about our awesome friends at UW Credit Union, which, of course, is our 
uh, our partner on the UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. And their online and mobile banking goes above and beyond with top-rated service and security that exceeds industry standards. Explore innovative and intuitive ways to manage your money anytime and anywhere. The union's in-house team of engineers and developers create digital banking solutions designed for you. You can learn more at uwcu.org. So, Bill, uh, we talked about it a little bit in the last segment, but I, but I want to get a little bit more information on, on adding the showcase game, which you're doing on, on Saturday, uh, December 17th this year. Verona matching up with West Salem, as Dennis mentioned, the, one of the top-rated teams in the state. Uh, what, you didn't have a showcase game last year, so what went into adding that portion of the event? Again, teams reaching out. West Salem reached out, wanted to participate. And by the time the event had started last year, we were already full for the four-team right. tournament this year. And this gives us the ability to add fan base. So we had four teams that played last year. Obviously, Yorkville may not travel back to just watch basketball, but in the Madison area to grow the fan base of high school basketball. So getting more people in the gym for the first time to experience the event and everything that we do with it, so that way as it comes year in, year out, we have fans that just come back as general fans to watch rather than parents or grandparents. Sure of people playing in the game. So our goal next year is to have two shows, showcase games on Saturday. So that will give us a eight teams for the 608 basketball tournament. I love plays on word. Oh, there's a little breaking news. So we're going eight teams in 2023, that'd be, right? You got it. Oh, I like hearing that. So this, We're going to have to work uh, double time there, Dennis, as uh, we expand the eight-team field in 2023. So, but Verona... Yeah. Obviously, Control Robinson leaving his job at La Falla, becoming the head coach at Verona. Uh, he was familiar with the event, with La Falla being there last year, as we mentioned before. So I imagine he was a pretty easy, uh, e easy convinced to get Verona back. So Reggie actually committed to it when he was still the coach oh, really? at Verona. And then when Cottrell took over, I gave him a few days and called and confirmed him. And he said, yeah, it's a no-brainer. We want to play in that for sure. So it's great to have two coaches who have experience in the event with Coach Fergit and Coach Robinson coming back. And then we have some new coaches that we need to get in tune with the system of how how we get them set up with uh, team hosts, right? So people who escort them into the building. And then we have people set up at the Doubletree on East Washington. And then we have food provided for them from Chick-fil-A on the east side for Saturday morning as well. And then I already mentioned the meals from Cento and Ian's Pizza. So we have all those things set up for those teams. So those new teams can then talk to, to new coaches. And I know last night um, the Lacrosse Central AD you know, tweeted out that it was by far the best event in the state. And part of that is the plan that goes into it. We want to make sure... Everything is squared away ahead of time, so there's no issues. Not, not just the games, but you, know, you mentioned Wanakee. It's important to have a local team in from that fan base, and I know Wanakee is supposed to be one of the better teams. Again, Booker, they're tight into football. Yep. Decided to concentrate just on football, I understand. But um, I think this is the year that uh, Coach McKenzie and Coach Selk have their sons on the varsity team or sophomores. That would be interesting uh, dynamic there, too. Yeah, they're sophomores, so they have some young talent, but they have a lot of size, too. You know, even though Booker's not playing, they still have 6'8", 6'7", uh, coming in, which, which is going to help, you know, when they play Nina, who has, I believe, a 6'10", junior on the roster as well. So Anna Klesman. Yes, so Max Klesman, who plays for the Badgers, his brother Kale is a, a senior who's coming off an ACL tear from last year. He played a couple seconds in their state title game yeah, last year. Yeah, he's a Green, Green Bay recruit, too. Yeah. yeah, he's a Green Bay recruit. And then you have Bennett Freed from Lacrosse Central, Nick Williams from Lacrosse Central, who are uncommitted at this point. They're still stacked, man. Holy smokes. They were in the state title game last year. Yeah, they were Central, state runner-up yeah. last year, and, and, you know, they lost two or three of their best players. Uh, but Coach Fergert, like we talked about earlier, always does a great job. And then we talked about West Salem. They have three or four kids who are probably going to play college basketball who are seniors anywhere from Division II, three to NAI levels. And Mark Wagner, who's been a long coach at GET, does a great job up there. And his coaching staff, let me tell you, is stacked. 
he has Scott Kepnick, who's Carson Kepnick's dad, who was the coach at West Salem for many years. Um, Shane Schmeling and a whole list of kids when I was going through the yearbook and the roster that they sent me. And I was just like flabbergasted. I text him because his son Nick Wagner's on the staff too, who played at GET for him. And, and I said, this is an all-star cast. And he, he joked and said back, well, we have to make up for the head coach. So it'll be interesting to see who's calling the shots. All right. So when do you stop sleeping, Bill? Because I remember last year you were running on fumes by that Saturday. Like when, when does the planning begin for this? I imagine, like you said, it was already a year in advance for this year. But when, when do we, we really dive in uh, nose first? And when does the sleep stop? Uh, well, so we already have the four teams for a tournament next year. That'll stay uh, a secret for now. Um, then we're working on the showcase games. So it, it never really ends. Uh, I know last year I was up Friday night after those games until about 3 in the morning doing laundry <laughs> for Lacrosse Central because um, we didn't. We were on a renovation at the time at the college. So I took their clothes home, did their laundry. Oh, I was cutting videos. I got up at 7 the next morning and went and had breakfast with a friend who was in town, and then I went straight to the gym and was setting up the locker room, setting up the, the court, and I had Yorkville Christian come over and play in our eSports arena because they had to be out of the hotel at a certain time. Um, so I'm hoping to have more staff this year. So if anybody wants to volunteer at the event, well, you know, reach I'd, out to me at Madison College. I'd volunteer to help, but I want to be calling five games. So <laughs> need anything beforehand or whatever, calling me. I'd love to help. Uh, again, the facility is awesome. The uh, the competition here, you look at it. And uh, Joliet West, I mean, they're going to be spreading the word down in Illinois. This is a tournament to come up and get a team from there every year with with uh, recruits like they've got. Uh, that, that's awesome for the, for the basketball fans. Well, and actually the story behind that, Dennis, is Joliet West, Jeremy Fears, the senior, was not at Joliet West last year. Right. He was at La Lumiere. Yep. And For the last two years, yeah. And he committed to Michigan State and then had some other opportunities this year, um, whether it be overtime elite or whatever, and decided to come back and play with his brother for his senior year. So going into this, not knowing we had Jeremy Fears, we still knew we were going to have a really good team with Jeremiah Fears, the younger brother, and then I get a text at some point in August that says he transferred back, and I was just like, well, I just hit the... Jackpot. Merry Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> early one. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, you've got a couple of kids, so keeping you busy at home as well, right? Yeah, i got a six-year-old daughter and a, a six-month-old daughter. Oh, jeez. Uh, so you're not sleeping to begin with. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. But I will take this opportunity to tell you my wife is a saint. Um, my wife played college basketball at UW-Whitewater. She was an amazing player. Janesville Parker has a gold ball. So she has lots more basketball accolades than I do. Uh, and so she gets it. And it's funny, when I was coaching at Madison College, I was never home similar to now where I was always recruiting, scouting, games, whatever. And after I was done coaching, I was home at 4 o'clock on like a Tuesday. And she looked at me after 30 minutes and she said, What are you doing here? You're home too much. You can't be here. So I have to do things to keep myself busy and keep me, myself out of trouble with my family as well. So I pour myself into this tournament. I tell everybody that this is my pandemic baby. Jamie Patrick from the Madison Area Sports Commission came to me with the idea, asked if I would run it. I said, yeah, because I have all the connections with coaches from my time at Just the Game Fieldhouse and the Dells. And so I was able to work on it and put all of the logistics together. And you wouldn't believe the amount of spreadsheets I have with different formulas and different things set up, whether it's budgets, T-shirt sizes, sponsorships, whatever, that goes into it, which you would think in year two gets a little bit easier. But when you know my personality and my competitiveness, I'm always trying to one-up everything. So I'm trying to do everything just a little bit better than it was last year. So you see some of those changes this year. We've moved the admission table out to the very front of the school. So we have more room in front of the gymnasium for people to move and operate. Um, we're going to have a DJ out in that front entryway as well. So we're going to do some fun things with fan engagement. Bill, we're running low on time. One more time, the website. 
Uh, so 608basketball.com, 60EIGHT basketball.com. You can check out stuff from last year and tickets for this year. They're on sale through December 14th. We always appreciate the time, my friend. We'll see you in a couple Let's weeks go. for the second annual 608 basketball tournament at Madison College. What an evening it's been here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania, of course, brought to you by Zimbraconda, where for nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda's provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff over at Zimbraconda will have will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. Whether you're looking for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or on their website, Zimbraconda.com. A big thanks to Bill Kegler, Andrew Selgrad, Toby Golombeski, the Dean, Dennis Semrau, everybody here at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton, and, of course, Ryan Wollersheim running the show for us tonight. I'm Alex Strofe signing off. Thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight right here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania live from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton.